Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 243. How are ya? What's going on? I have spent all morning prepping, planning, uh, playing with the content materials, ideas uh, for our end of year event, which is in two days time. The Warrior Renaissance end of your event. It's over two days. Uh, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I love running events. I love running live events. I love running my end of year online event. I love running workshops, masterclasses, uh, my live coaching calls, teaching calls. I just, I love it. I love it all. So this week I have been doing a lot of planning, a lot of prepping, a lot of playing with ideas and content and uh, slides and uh, playing with vision stuff and this whole idea of uh, the renaissance and creating our second life. And of course, I will do a whole episode recapping the end of your event uh, and talking about everything that we're going to cover. I can't wait for that one because it's going to be epic. We're doing such uh, cool vision work. We're looking at some really cool case studies. Uh, The warriors are going to design their own quest or challenge for next year. It's going to be a huge two days. Uh, But one o'clock ticked on ticked on the clock here and uh, that means it's podcast time. So Wednesday, Wednesday's podcast day. I'm back in my rhythm, back in my routine. Uh, And it took a while. It took about a week. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. So I returned to the North uh, seven days ago and it was a hard adjustment And it's still, you know, I'm still adjusting. I wouldn't say I'm on the other side, but (laughs) I'm, I'm definitely getting there. But the first five to six days were really hard. They kicked my butt. It's been a hard adjustment, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. It's really interesting Uh, I've lived in the north now in Vancouver for seven years. It'll be seven years this December. And prior to that, I lived in Melbourne for seven years. And I've been away from my family and where I grew up for a really long time. Uh, Then even prior to Melbourne, I was at, you know, a town a few hours away from where I grew up doing my undergrad degree. So it's been a good, what, 16, 17, 18 years I've been away. But there's something about being on the other side of the world, literally on the as far, well, not as far, but I could go a little further north, but it feels, there are some days where it feels so far away, even though it is only a 15 hour flight, uh, that distance, uh, the the ocean <laughs> in between my motherland and my family sometimes feels very, very, very big, too big. 
So whenever I leave and I hop on the plane to come back to the north, I feel this sense of loss and grief and it lingers. It hangs around. Uh, It hangs around for a while. And then there's the jet lag. So the jet lag is also hard on the old body uh, and both things. So this, you know, sense of loss and grief that I feel when leaving and the jet lag. So the strain on the actual physical body, you know, the strain on the, the nervous system and the circadian rhythm, both of these things make it really hard to get back into the swing of things. Uh, and for about five or six days, I didn't want to train. I didn't want to work. I didn't want to podcast. I didn't want to create. I didn't want to do anything except walk my dog, uh, which is very unlike me. It's very unlike me to not be excited to get up and work and to get on the calls with my warriors and to create and train and work and podcast but I didn't want to do it and the other night I think it was night three into my return I woke up at like 12 54 a.m after a few hours of sleep and I was awake for hours and you know my sleep is finally returning to a nice rhythm but there's been multiple nights where I've I've missed my you know sleep window or my compression because it's come on at like you know five or six in the evening and then I've laid awake for hours before falling asleep and there's been other nights where I was asleep and then I woke up you know I don't need to tell you the the woes and hardships of jet lag I'm sure you've all experienced it before Uh, And it sucks and it's annoying. And while I was lying awake the other night, I was thinking about this idea of transitions, these moments or periods of change uh, where there's a shift in our rhythm or a shift in our environment or a shift in our body that can cause a disruption. It can cause an upheaval. And it can often leave us not wanting to do the things that we normally do. So for me, it was two-pronged. There is this emotional and mental upheaval and disruption, this sense of loss and grief leaving my motherland, my home, my family. And it's interesting because for days after... I find myself constantly thinking about what time is it there uh, and what is everyone doing right now and almost this, you know, fear of missing out, you know, fear of missing out on my nieces and my nephews growing up and, you know, they had a really big couple of weeks coming up with you know, end of school and awards and performances and year six graduations and I miss a lot of it. And so I spend a lot of time and a lot of energy being pulled back into that that world or that time zone and constantly thinking and wondering, you know, what time is it? What's everyone doing? What would I be doing if I was there? 
And so I have that, you know, that grief and loss and then you get hit with the jet lag and along with the jet lag, you know, it's a circadian rhythm problem, a lack of sleep problem, an energy problem. You know, it's hard. It's hard on the old body. And then for me, that makes it really hard to find my rhythm and find my flow again. And it leaves me not wanting to do anything. Now, this isn't the first time that it's happened to me. And it ain't, it won't be the last. Uh, Earlier this year, I got really sick in March. I got some virus and, you know, I vomited like, it was a ridiculous amount of times. I think it was like 12 or 13 or 14 times uh, during the night. And that was the the night before my photo shoot (laughs) that I was meant to do. I was so sick and that night was brutal and the virus was brutal but it was the the impact of that virus so after being sick you know i didn't eat very much for you know a few days my energy was really low i didn't sleep that great that night uh obviously (laughs) and so after that i lost my focus i lost my creativity i lost my stamina and i didn't want to do anything you know, and I put, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to try and get back to it. But I put myself in a timeout and I took the pressure off myself and then I found my flow again. I just needed to embrace that transition period. And I haven't been good at this. Uh, <laughs> this is something that I'm only really starting to get the knack of. If I reflect back and when I was thinking about this idea for the podcast and writing some notes on it, you know, and I kind of, I'm obsessed with looking back at kind of dots in our life and how they connect uh, to formulate our, our story and who we are. And I would say I haven't been good at this, allowing myself the time, the space to transition through whatever it is that's going on in my life. I've always come from this place of uh, trying to force it and get back into it and push on uh, and I've put a lot of pressure on myself. But after that experience earlier this year, stepping away from the computer, you know, stepping away from the forcing and putting myself in a timeout, you know, baking a cake, walking amongst the trees, resting. I was then drawn back in to actually, you know, to start typing. I found myself just typing on my computer and these ideas and thoughts started to flow through me. And I just needed the space. I needed the time. I needed I needed to allow my body to go through the transition period, to come out on the other side. A week or so ago, I was having a conversation with a warrior. We'll call her G. And G traveled to Ireland just before I went to Australia. And that's where she's originally from. She traveled with her family, so her husband and her young son. She was in Ireland for three weeks. At the end of their trip, they all got really sick. And then they traveled back and... The travel turned into this massive big adventure of delays and airport waits and tired humans and tired babies and sick humans and sick babies and she got back and they were all really sick for a while 
And she wrote to me, she said, I'm having a really hard time adjusting back. I'm getting very little sleep, like no more than three or four hours straight, which has been really difficult. There's lots of emotions. I've had a really heavy period to top it off. Like I'm trying to go easy here, but I'm, you know, I'm really struggling and I'm looking forward to talking about resetting and focusing again. So we had our call and we spoke through how she was feeling, you know, what, what's, what's going on. And I spoke to her about this idea of transitions that she's just been through, you know, a transition for her. She's been traveling. She got sick. She's also started to go back to work after having her son. So there were like four or five really pinnacle key things that were happening in her life that were transitions. And so what we did is we formulated this three-phase strategy. So phase one just started with her going out for walks and we set a step target for her and then it was tracking her food again. And she did those two things or and on two days a week to get back in the pool and do some swimming because she loves swimming. And so for a week, we did phase one of that strategy. And then after the first week, she wrote to me and she said, I'm feeling really optimistic. Everything is feeling a lot better. I'm looking forward to more gym sessions uh, next week. I'm looking forward to increasing my steps and actually walking more has made a lot of difference for me. It's not even that hard. Uh, She's feeling ready to go, she said, and she uploaded all her data that I wanted her to upload from her steps and her food into her training application. And she was feeling really inspired after she had done that phase one week. She also chucked in a walk run and that felt really good. She felt like anything and everything was possible now. And she realized that she just needed the strategy. And so now we're in phase two of the strategy, which is adding back in her three strength sessions. And then we'll go into phase three, which is adding another layer onto it. And so often when we're going through something and we're transitioning, we feel like lost and overwhelmed and it feels chaotic and messy and unstructured and What we often need is we just need a very simple strategy, but I find a phased based strategy is really helpful. So maybe there's a good lesson in this that could be helpful for you, uh, which I guess is why I'm doing the podcast. And that is life is full of transitional moments. You know, we are transitioning our entire lives, you know, when think about when you're young, uh, when you go through puberty, uh, when, you know, a lot of the women that I work, they're going to go through one key pivotal transition, which is perimenopause and menopause. If you've birthed small humans into the world, uh, pregnancy is a transition. Uh, you know, if you get sick or someone close to you is sick, if you get injured, if you're changing careers, jobs, or if you're building a business, if your dog or your cat dies, if you're having relationship or financial problems, if, you're, if you've been traveling, all of that will affect your training, your sleep, your energy, or whatever else is going on in your life. 
it's going to affect you. And therefore, it will affect your training. It will affect your sleep. It will affect your energy. It will affect maybe your progress with your body composition changes that you want. And my advice is that if you're going through a transition right now, be gentle with yourself Allow yourself space, allow yourself time and just do what you can today. So the other morning, a few mornings ago, I was really in my black hole. (laughs) I was really feeling dark and twisty. And the thing that I did was I got up and I walked my dog for like an hour and a half and I didn't force myself to train Uh, I didn't force myself to do a lot of work. I just set a couple of small tasks for myself that day. And the thing that brought me joy, the one small step that I took was to get out with Hank in the morning and go for a walk. And I know it will come back in time. It is coming back. Seven days, you know, seven days uh, in to the transition it is coming back. My energy is coming, popping back up. My sleep is slowly coming back online, coming back into a rhythm. I did some training yesterday. Uh, I, you, We will find it again. If you are going through a transition, whatever that is, a big relationship transition, a career transition, a life transition, moving house, traveling, uh, it will affect you. We're not robots. I hope it's affecting you Uh, because we also learn in these transitional moments. We learn, we learn so much about ourselves, about how the story we tell ourselves, about how we approach things. You know, we learn when we know better, we do better. And so it may feel hard and you might lose your rhythm for a while and feel really stuck. But you will learn from this experience. And as I talk about is it's gathering evidence. And then once we have evidence and we have the learning from the experience, we can use that uh, to help us next time with another transitional moment that happens that may knock us off course. So if you're going through a transition, be gentle with yourself. Be gentle. (laughs) But you can also hold your standards and hold your baseline. And I think that's important because the baseline, you know, our sleep and our food and our sunshine and our walking, our movement is so pivotal to create the safety and stability to get us back in our rhythm, back online. The baseline is a non-negotiable because the baseline gives us energy and creates stability and safety. And often if we're going through a transitional period where it's a little bumpy, uh, uh, it's creating a little bit of stress mentally, emotionally or physically and all of the the whole three of them, the, the good cocktail, we're going we're gonna to need energy. And so we want to come back to focusing on our sleep, on bringing energy in through food, nourishing ourselves with enough. Uh, We want to focus on trying to get sunlight in our eyes, walking. And then 
just allowing the time and the space to go through the transition and having a phased based strategy can definitely help. And it's something that I do a lot with my women after sickness, after an injury, after time off, or if they're going through a really stressful period, will always phase base their strategy. So like I did with G, we have a three or four week phased based strategy to get her back into her rhythm and her momentum that she had prior to traveling. I do that with myself uh, and you can do that too. You know, you can totally do that if you are in a transitional period and you're going through this transition and you're feeling exactly like G felt, which was tired, stressed, overwhelmed, lost. First, be gentle with yourself and just do what you can today. One small step uh, and then create a strategy for you that has a few phases that will help you get back into it and know that it will come back with time. It will come back in time. Everything's impermanent, which is beautiful and cool. It's just that sometimes those black holes or those hard transitional periods last last a little bit longer than we want them to. Uh, <laughs> okay, warrior, thanks for spending this time with me. It was a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be back, back at my desk, back at the podcast. Uh, and thanks for sticking with me through this transitional period. Uh, okay, have a fabulous day. Have a fabulous week in training. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.